Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello! <laughs> Are you laughing at me? I don't know. You just went for it. Like, we hadn't even, you know, warmed our voices up. Yeah, because we do that. <laughs> we do the stretches. So before we do this, I obviously put on my Them Asperger's outfit, which is like a leotard with a cape. Uh, and then I do my stretches. <laughs> Uh, Scarlett's outfit is like this weird, uh, I guess it's like, it's hard to explain, it's like a sequined skeleton onesie. Yeah, and then I do my vocal exercises. Yes, yes. Me, 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 me. Yeah, you do a lot of that. <laughs> hum la Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then we start recording. But this time you just went for it. No outfit, no, no warming up. Well, it's a bit later in the day than we normally do this, so I didn't have time. Uh, also, the outfit is dry clean only, and I forgot to pick it up, so... <laughs> oh my god, this is like our off-podcast conversations, but we brought it onto the podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of weird uh, outtakes of the starts of this. Well, I've got three. There's three <laughs> starts to this that I did really weird voices to start this podcast. Well, this podcast three previous episodes um but we never use them because they're too weird i suppose we have so many outtakes of yeah but i kept them anyway because i think they're really funny um one's like a creepy horror voice thing and then one's just really loud it doesn't make any sense (laughs) but uh i'm never sure whether to use them because uh you know if you listen to this with headphones on (laughs) one of them especially do feel like if you're just waiting for it to start it just kind of might take you by surprise. Yeah, Took yeah. me by surprise. I'm always tempted to add them to the end. So, you know, like when this episode, when I put this episode up, you can add segments at the end. I'm always tempted to add uh, a segment of one of the things for each oh, one. Oh, yeah. I mean, we should have kept more of the blooper bits. We've got some really funny. Well, I think they're funny. No, everyone else probably think they're really boring, but yeah, I like them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a new episode. Um, just a quick, sorry about everyone that's having issues with the Apple podcast thing still. Uh, it's ongoing. Uh, I am talking to both Apple and Anchor, but no one can pinpoint what the issue is. We're really trying. Yeah, I am. I'm talking to somebody like every other day now, trying to figure out what it is that's gone wrong. Um, but then our listener base has gone up massively. Well, I say massively. Oh well, yeah, massively. In the last week or so, we've had like 200 new listeners, so uh, it's not impacting us a lot. So if you have had to download a different app or listen to us, through something that's not Apple Podcasts at the moment, I really appreciate the fact that you have gone out of your way to add an app to your phone or have got some other way to listen to us because we haven't had a drop in figures. So everyone must be going out there to listen to it, which is good to know. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Like I say, give this one a go each week. Give it a try on Apple Podcasts, see if it happens. And if you can't get it, just fill out a support form with Apple. That's what they told me to do. I'm hoping that eventually they'll get enough support forms through that... um, they'll be able to look into it but I'm not sure why they won't do it for me in general because you're not an Apple user I haven't got an Apple ID yeah I think that's it I've never had an iPhone um, or any Apple products I think I had iPod like 10 years ago but that was it I don't think I needed an Apple ID for that no so what's going on Um, excuse me it's it's later in the day it's later in the day I'm not used to it normally do this like it's half four Kind of, you know, it's like eight, nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and it's it's half four. You know, it's getting dark, it's rainy. Do you know what I mean? I start... It, yeah, it is a bit rainy. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm practically middle-aged these days, so... <laughs> um, nothing much 
is going on with me, really? Can't think of anything this week. How boring. People take their time out to listen to this podcast, to, uh, you know, listen to your day, and every week there's nothing going on. Why don't we talk about you? Oh. What's going on with you? Uh, not much, I suppose. Uh, you know, I'm try- just trying to make it more exciting now. now I've given you like a <laughs> thing. Yeah, there's nothing really going on with me. It's a quiet time of year, really, because, you know, Christmas has been and, you know, there isn't anything coming up that I would say is one of those things, you know, one of those dates coming that burgers dread. Uh, I mean, I guess the next thing is Valentine's Day, but yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really get involved in that. Valentine's Day. I think anything that's based around an emotion in mm, particular. Yeah. Although, yeah, no, actually, I don't do Halloween either. I was going to say, well, except for Halloween, obviously, because like my uh, horror interest and that kind of thing. But even then, when Halloween comes around, people's like, oh, it's Halloween. You know, you must love this time of year. What do you do? And I just think like, yeah, I like, I like obviously horror as a genre and I collect horror stuff and things like that. But I don't particularly like get into it into it i don't do a lot of like fancy dress uh and yeah valentine's day is one of those things as well i always found it weird uh especially because you know in the past when i've been in neurotypical relationships um they've wanted to do something valentine's day you know yeah and i'm always like yeah i don't want to you know i don't want to do the card i don't want to go out because everybody's out i don't want to do like flowers i don't really want to do any of that stuff um because i don't really see the point of valentine's day as a thing but i guess i don't know i guess because i'm not bothered and I, it's always something that i always think about um like i don't really get people birthday presents or birthday cards uh obviously like close family and stuff i do but you know people get like their friends a birthday present yeah i don't really do any of that because i don't want them to get me anything so i always feel like if i don't get them something they won't get me something and then we're at that mutual like place where we both don't need to acknowledge the other person's having a birthday but I always think it's like it's unsaid you know I don't say it to them but I just assume they'll work it out it's the same with um same with Valentine's Day really uh I don't want to do anything for Valentine's Day in previous relationships I've been in I'm always like straight in there with I don't do Valentine's Day um but then obviously I've been with people that do want to do something for Valentine's Day and then I'm a bit like oh uh, what do I do yeah I don't I don't really understand Valentine's Day I think the thing that's I don't really like going out and seeing too much um you know couply things it doesn't really bother me but you know when you when you're just seeing it everywhere I don't it's not something that I really want to see I mean that's and that's my own thing I feel like people can do whatever they want it's just my choices I guess to not be around it if I can help it like I don't really I don't like watching rom-coms as a film genre it doesn't appeal to me same yeah so um, yeah okay yeah I, I, I was just saying uh yeah so like in the same way that i choose not to watch that on valentine's day i kind of choose not to i like go to a restaurant or do do anything where it may be a bit too much and i don't really know why i don't like it but i just don't i don't really like seeing it it doesn't offend me and i'm not annoyed by it and you know like i don't care if other people want to do it i feel like absolutely like they should i think i just don't particularly want to see it so i'll try and avoid it if that makes sense you're not a uh 
like anti Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm not anti it. I think if if you if that's something that people want to do, then go ahead. Yeah. It's just it's not gonna it's never gonna be like my kind of thing. I don't I I don't really understand it if I'm honest. I think like you say, it's a thing that's heavily based around emotion. And it's not that I don't have emotions. I do have emotions. It's just, I don't really get it. It's almost like, I don't know. Is it like forcing an emotion? I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting one. I don't, I still don't quite understand the concept of it, I think. I don't really get what it is about Valentine's Day. I don't know. I always kind of like, because you brought up films, it's the same with films that like are designed to invoke a particular emotion. I'm not. I'm not really into them. Like, I don't watch, like, you say, like, rom-coms or just straight-up romance movies or dramas or... Um, you know when people watch films that they say are sad? Like, it's a mm. sad film. I'm not a big fan of watching uh, sad films. It kind of, sad films especially, like, they kind of... They put me off because I don't really, like... I don't really get into it in the same way. And I feel like some people, like... They like to watch films that are sad, you know? Some people like to yeah. say, oh, I like to watch a film that's really sad. Uh, and I've never really understood movies where the point of it is to invoke a strong emotion in you, like romance films, like comedies. Comedies I kind of get. I will watch comedies, um, but more, you know, like TV series stuff. I do like a bit of, like, funny things, but I don't openly go and watch them. Um, yeah. Like, I don't have a collection of comedy films, and I've never felt the urge to watch, like, a funny movie. Uh, like I don't ever think, oh, let's watch something funny. Yeah, I never think like, oh, I'll watch this funny thing because that will cheer me up. I think that's yeah. what a lot of people do. Yeah. That would cheer me up. Well, I, I don't know if, well, I know we have sort of mentioned it before. I mean, we definitely have with horror. And I suppose in a way that is supposed to in, induce the emotion of fear. But I know it doesn't have that effect on you. But um, No, it's an aesthetic thing for me. Yes, it's all sort of aesthetic-y. And I suppose almost in a way like... Um, not culty what's the right word it's got like a a niche to it like it's, it's yeah like your your thing isn't yeah it? i suppose like you get a lot of like you get like horror conventions yeah and, like, there's loads of people that go to like we go to the horror film festivals and, yeah like, you don't really see like action film festivals or comedy film festivals you know they're kind of just in a film festival yeah um but horror's just i guess it's got one of those like followings a bit like superhero movies yeah that's um, what i mean like a following or like sci-fi tends to have that as well yeah and it's just more in that thing um but yeah, like horror is obviously your favourite genre um, and you really like horror and I really like action and that's kind of it. Like I'm happy to watch horror and you're kind of happy to watch action so we'll mix it up and do a bit of both but we never... Venture away from we those. We never venture away from those apart from westerns, I suppose. I mean, they're like action anyway. They're kind of action, yeah. yeah. So, But other than that, like we've never... I don't think we've ever watched a straight-up comedy or... Definitely not a rom-com. Nothing like that. Yeah. Basically yeah. nothing that isn't horror or action because... Uh, and I think, again, like there's not really much emotion that goes into horror other than fear. You don't really see... It's never really like a love story or... There's no... It's quite a simple... It's usually quite a simple concept. And same with action. I just like simple. There's not really any emotion... Sometimes they throw a love story in, but if they do, that's like the worst part of it for me. I just like action. Yeah, you struggle to follow, um, like... Storylines? Yeah, I guess storylines, but you struggle to follow, um, yeah, like if there is a strong emotional, like, 
narrative in it. Yeah. You you're always telling me it doesn't make sense. Like why are they doing that or why have they said that? Yeah, or, you're right. Why is this happening? Like I've noticed that. Like if it's got like something where you're so you're supposed to like because it's weird because even though we've talked about the empathy sympathy stuff. When it comes to like, you can you can do it when it's real life, I suppose, yeah. or you know when you're supposed to. But when you're watching it in a film, you really struggle to uh, to connect with characters in movies in general. Like when you're watching movies and stuff, I don't know if it, I don't think it's the same with books. But when you watch movies, you struggle to connect with characters, and if they do something that you don't understand, I guess because you don't you wouldn't do that what they're doing doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of that, I've noticed. If you watch films that have like a complicated, not well, yeah, more like complex emotional storylines, you uh, you struggle to follow what's happening a lot of the time. Yeah. You're always asking me what's going on or um, you're like, why are they even doing that? Who considers that? And then I'm having to explain to you why they've made that decision. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I find it easy. I mean, horror is very, it's usually very straightforward. Um, not that the storylines are, you know, not well thought out or anything like that, but it's usually quite easy to follow. There's not a big mystery in your head. And same with the action. The character, the main character, has one purpose usually, and it's to essentially just defeat the bad guys. And that's kind of the the thing throughout. So I like that. I know that. What messes with me in action films is when the main character then, for some other emotion, I suppose, goes off their target of defeating the bad guys like they've got an opportunity but they're doing something else for some other reason that throws me and yeah i think with other films that's where i have an issue because there's just too much going on yeah too much storyline messes with me and too many characters i like films that don't have too many characters oh i know watching game of thrones with you was an absolute nightmare because <laughs> you just because you've got really bad facial recognition as well <laughs> Like, I've noticed, because we've talked about this as well, but, like, one of the things I've noticed with you is, for some reason, you can remember everybody's voice. If you hear yeah. someone's voice, you remember it. And, like, voices for you, doesn't matter how similar they are, you can tell people's voices apart from each other. Yeah. Um, But faces you don't get. And in Game of Thrones, because, like, everybody from the north has, like, beard and long hair. Yeah. And everybody from the south looks a certain way. And, I mean, you can't tell if it's a new character if they've in it, you're like, I thought they died. And I was like, no, that was this guy. Is it this guy? And like, you don't remember anybody's name. So you don't remember who anybody <laughs> is. Um, it was the same when we watched Sopranos. Uh, like, same thing there. Anybody that was from New Jersey, like, because the gangsters in Sopranos all dress the same. Uh, and they all have similar haircuts. You were like, I, I can't tell these people apart. I uh, got it by the, like, eventually I got yeah, it. Yeah, because you recognise the voices. So then, yeah. like, when people started talking, you were like, oh, I recognise that voice, that's this guy, and I recognise this voice, and that's him. But it was uh, it was just odd. It's like sometimes we'll watch something and someone will start talking, and you're like, oh, I recognise that voice, what are they from? And then it turns out it's from something you watched, like, ten years ago. Yeah. But then, like, you can watch one episode or something... <laughs> see that person's face and then the next episode you're just like who are they and i'm just like we've just watched this like 10 minutes ago how do you not know who this person is oh yeah um, and that's because in the episode before they didn't really talk so you didn't really pick up on what their voice was yeah and they probably changed outfits so i can't follow what they're wearing yeah yeah i just i find it really uh it's just weird it's weird that you uh you can't follow any of it um, it's a minefield watching films with burgers. Mm. Absolute minefield. I mean, I don't, well, not for everyone. I was going to yeah. say I don't have that problem. 
Yeah, I suppose. It's just a you thing. I guess that's why you do more books and uh, mm. stuff like that. Because, yeah, when we watch films, I mean, you watch films, but uh, you do... Uh, you do We've got to find something that you're really into. Yeah. So you can follow it. Yeah. Because if it's something you're not really into, you struggle to follow what's going on. Yeah, and then I'll just fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yes. What's the episode on today? Um, <laughs> what? Do do we know? I mean, do you know? No. No. Uh, I mean, it's it's just uh, it's just. I suppose there's not really a topic. It's more about just things that happen to us. That well, not things that happen to us, but just some things that have happened. I suppose recently to me and you. That I suppose if you listen to this and you're not on the spectrum or you're not autistic. It's just something to, like, an interesting, like, I suppose, fact, maybe, to do with my autism. Yeah. But maybe not your... You wanted to talk about it anyway, and it was uh, it was something I did on Friday. <laughs> you said you wanted to bring it up in, a, yeah. in an episode. But I was thinking, um, in general... Because, obviously, people take days off from work when you're sick you know like you've got a cold or yeah. flu or something like that and then you take a day off work because you're ill and you can't physically go in because yeah. you can't do anything that um but there have been a few occasions i suppose because i don't really get sick like i don't get ill uh hardly ever yeah like i, I really i never get colds like the last time i've had any sort of illness was like two years ago and that's the last time i was ill uh, and then before then, it was like five, six years since I had an illness. I don't get flu, colds, that kind of thing. I've just never been someone that gets sick. So I never phone in work to say I'm not coming in because I'm sick. The only times I've been off is because, you know, the car crash and um, just the other thing. But I, I was thinking about like the, the times I have phoned in sick, because I have phoned in sick before. It's to do with uh, my autism. So I have what is classed as, I suppose, burger days. Yeah. uh, Where I don't go into work because, you know, I'm massively burgering about something. Yeah, it's almost all-consuming. Yeah, and, like, it's it's from the night before, especially with me. Well, not so much with you because you don't get it, but with me, like... When I'm really burgering at something, it really affects my sleep. Yeah. Um, so if there is something that's on my mind, uh, not anything that's on my mind. So say like the things that are normally on people's minds, like say I've got like bills to pay or I can't afford something or I need to sort something out. Like there's, you know, the stuff that keep people awake normally. Yeah. That's not the stuff that keeps me awake. The stuff that keeps me awake is really weird stuff that for everybody else, you think, why are you even losing sleep over that? But I do. And sometimes I lose too much sleep over a night so that I'm too tired when I wake up in the morning that I can't go to work or something's happened in the morning that has triggered my Asperger's quite badly and, you know, I'm not really mentally, like, able, like, my routine's out. I'm struggling to get dressed. I'm struggling to, um, you know, prepare stuff. I've noticed I'm tripping over things more, dropping things, you know. It's it's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess an example of this... Uh, I cycle to work every day. So every day I ride my bike because I can't use public transport. Uh, And then say I go to check my bike and one of my tyres is completely flat. And then the inner tube that goes inside it, it's because that's split. And then I look for a spare inner tube and I haven't got a spare. I now can't use my bike. But say like my day's been around riding my bike. You know, I've got all my cycling stuff ready. I'm wearing all the stuff I wear to cycle. I pack my cycling bag. Do you know what I mean? I'm leaving at the time I'm about to cycle. 
there are times like that where that can be a huge knock-on effect where I start thinking, but when I can get an inner tube, do I get one now? You know, when will I be on my bike again? When am I going to replace the tyre? Do I replace the tyre now? Do I get an inner tube now? You know, should I go to work? Shouldn't I go to work? And I overwork myself to the point where I can't do anything. You know, like I've noticed that. And it's with me, it has like weird sensory effects to some point. I start dropping things that I can normally keep hold of. My balance is a bit weird and I start walking into stuff. Um, and like my thoughts are knocking on to each other and it's it's weird. Um, but it does happen to me from time to time. Yeah. And then sometimes it just gets so out of hand that I just don't go to work. My main one is that because I can't sleep. Uh, and then like when I can't sleep, like if I have no sleep, I wake up really tired. When I'm really tired, I, you know, I struggle to like mask and that kind of thing and do my usual like... Um, coping mechanisms because i haven't got enough energy to use them and there i just think there's no point me going to work today because i'll be stressed the whole time i'm at work uh and so you take a day off but i'm never sure what to do with that like when you tell your boss that you're not coming in with other bosses that i've had in the past i have said i'm not coming in it's an autism thing i'm having like a weird anxiety problem uh i can't bring myself in the job i do now not the boss i've got now but and not the boss before but the one before that my very original boss so the first store manager that I used to work for yeah I used to tell her I think I remember taking like two maybe three what I would class as like autism days where I didn't go to work because of my autism yeah um and I'm always never sure like what people think about them because obviously it's not like a cold it's not like I've sprained my ankle Jeremy it's not flu um I know like mental health is becoming like more and more uh I suppose common yeah. It's more out there. People take mental health days now, uh, I think is what they're called. You know, yeah. you take time off because you're whatever. Uh, whereas obviously back when I first started working there, I don't really think that was a thing. I feel like you could only take time off if you were physically ill. Obviously, people get signed off for stress all the time, but you need like a doctor's note for that. Yeah. But like when you personally take make the decision to not go to work yeah. because of your autism, I don't know how common that is or if it's something people on the spectrum do. And sometimes for me, when I do take the day off, I spend all my time worrying about like the money I'm not making or do you know what I mean? what people think, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I used to tell my old boss, my original boss, like I say, I used to tell her, I can't come in because of my autism. I'm having a bad thing of it. I'm just going to take the day off if that's okay. And she was always fine with it. And then when bosses changed, I didn't know the new one as much. So I think one time I did it, but I, you know, used a different reason. Yeah. Got a cold or food poisoning. You start thinking of the things that are... Acceptable. Yeah. And you know that are only 24 hours that would make sense. Yeah. Um, But then obviously, like, when some people say, oh, I've got a bug, it's one of those 24-hour things. Usually when people say that on the phone, you think, you're not ill. You just don't want to come to work today. So then I think, do I just tell them? But then, I don't know. It always makes me think they look at me differently, you know. Like, especially when I was, like, management. Because, you know, I'm taking time off because of my autism you know so what does that mean like is it having that much of an impact on me you know I haven't gone to work because of my autism will I really be good enough to do this job you know I make I wonder if like people start trying to reevaluate you know yeah uh me as a person if they think about that because I suppose when you say you're not coming in because of like a mental issue um people do you know, I do wonder if people do. I know, you know, it's more accepted, but like deep down, do people really still think, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The bad stuff. And obviously with something like autism, because it's not like if you signed off with stress or 
anxiety or something like that you know eventually you can get like therapy and you know people take tablets for depression and all that kind of stuff and eventually they come out of it and it's just a period in their life where they were like that you know and then they've seen it through to the side whereas obviously with autism me taking autism days can just happen yeah uh every now and then yeah and that's all uh that's what i was thinking of like uh as a as a thing like have you ever wanted to or needed to or um it's difficult because it's not something that i think about as in I, th- I think I've got this idea in my head of what's acceptable to take a day off for. Mm. And it doesn't count. And it's not because I think it's unacceptable. I think it's just where, um, like you say, it's becoming more recognised now. But I think for, for a long time it was sort of basically if you were well enough to get yourself to work, yeah, you're well enough to work. And I think that was the that's still the, the mentality I have. Is even if I'm physically ill not that physically ill is worse or better than mentally ill or you know like mentally just having a a bad mental health day but for some reason I always thought even with like a physical illness if you're well enough to get to work if you can like get out of bed get yourself dressed and get yourself to the place of work then I figure you're well enough to be at work and that's always kind of the way I've viewed it. I don't know whether that's coming from maybe something I've heard before or the way, I don't know. But I always, I think like I I always had that sort of standard set for myself. I haven't really taken a day off for that. I have taken, I think I've taken one day off before that I suppose was for my autism. It was a little bit different. It was like slightly different circumstances to having like a bad morning but I have done it um but it it kind of it made me feel really bad like it it really did make me feel bad and that's probably not right because it was directly linked to my autism and it was a a reason I wasn't going in it was just one day I took one day um basically because I couldn't face something it was causing me so much anxiety that I just thought I I need to just take this this day off and like I I'd weighed it out I'd made sure that there were plenty of people at work so I wasn't letting anyone down or anything like that and there wasn't anything major that I needed to do so it it was okay but it did make me feel really bad and I spent the whole day off not enjoying myself just feeling really guilty about it and like I should be at work I mean like I say it was only one day but it's it's weird. It's almost like I put this stigma on myself and I, I couldn't really shake it. I I really felt awful. Even thinking about doing it now, there's a part of me that thinks like, oh, that's not a valid reason. You shouldn't take time off for that. But it, I mean, really, you should. I think illness in general or not even illness, just sometimes you need to take some time for yourself. Yeah, I mean, everybody should. Like, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of, like, newer... Work- well, I say newer workplaces, but there are some workplaces out there that have, like, me days, don't they? Yeah. Uh, where you can just take a day off work because you just want a day off work to, like, you know, recharge or whatever. Yeah, and I actually, in my old workplace, and the job I had before this job, we had, like, a... a basically, there was one day a year where you could just take the day off. You, des- you could decide it on the day. 
um, and you could just call in and say, today I'm taking the day off, no questions asked, no reason needs to be given, no pre-warning, you can just do it on the day. But you've got one day a year to do that. And I thought, that's kind of, it's nice of them, but then equally, is one day a year enough? I mean, really, it's not a case of you should need it all the time. I'm, I'm sure there are some people that will not need one at all, or... You know, there there might be times where you need like five days one year and then the next year you need none. But it's it's kind of difficult to quantify um, how many days someone should take. And obviously, as well, there's the issue of well, what's it because it's so dependent on your situation or how your life's going at that point. There really isn't a, a right or wrong answer to how much time someone should have. But I think it's it's really difficult, especially for people who, I mean, really, anyone, anyone, whether they're NT or autistic, anyone that works, that that has a job or, you know, has to has to be somewhere for for some reason, a lot of their time, it's quite stressful. You you do sometimes just need a break from it. Um, it's a really it's a really difficult thing, especially when you're full time. And that's not to say that people that have part time work have it, you know, shouldn't be allowed this either because they should. But especially when you are doing sort of 35 upwards hours a week at a place, if you're there five days a week for, you know, long days, it can sometimes be really difficult as much as it's lovely like for for us we both get two days a week off and that is lovely sometimes two days isn't enough yeah that's what i mean like but do you think it would be you know because we've done reasonable adjustments yeah and obviously workplace reach adjustments do you feel like i suppose if you've declared yourself as autistic like i just wonder if there's just something in there that's like well because you've declared yourself autistic you get I suppose, more of these days where you can just take, you know... Yeah, it's so, it's more so days difficult. Off. Not like, obviously, not like... I, I suppose there would have to be a set amount. Yeah. Because, you know, you otherwise you just... If you know it's there and it's acceptable, you could just do it. Yeah. Um, I suppose. I mean, I always forget to book holiday and take time off in general. But I just wonder, because obviously I'm having to make the decision myself and it's up to, like, the discretion of the person that's in charge to let me do this. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm not comfortable saying it's because of my autism because I'm worried about, like, the weakness of it. Yeah. So I tend to use legitimate ones, like, you know, I've thrown my back out or, like, that kind of thing, just to say it in a sort of, like... Because for me, because I never get ill, I never normally say, if I am going to take one these days and I don't want to mention my autism, I would never say, like, I'm ill or I've got a cold or I've got food poisoning and stuff that doesn't really happen. I always pick physical things that have happened to me. Because uh, I'm more prone to that. So, yeah. like, you know, like, my ankle's swollen or doing you know, like that kind of thing. I can't put any weight on it. Or, yeah. you know, I, I just, I tend to use stuff like that when really it's just because of my autism. And then, like, you know, the next day I go in, if I have picked something, like I've got an injury or something, I do wonder, do I pretend I've still got the injury a little bit and start doing stuff that makes it look like I've got it? Yeah. Just because I wanted uh, a day of not going to work just because... I was particularly burger that day uh, and so I decided that I didn't want to go in but then I've got to spend the next day not only masking like I normally do but then also pretending I've got a bad leg or... Yeah, I think 
the the main thing with the reason what how it's linked to to autism in particular um because like I say, I think everyone uh, neurotypical or, or on the spectrum is, needs days like this. But I think the, the thing for autism, um, which is why it's sometimes necessary, is because there are days, and again, NT people can have this as well, but just for, for from my point of view, there are days where the idea of having to talk to people is a bit too much just just having to to be around people having to deal with lights and sometimes it's not even the being at work itself it's the idea of having to get to work I have to walk to work it takes about 35 minutes and you have to I have to go through town and there's just quite a lot of people on the streets and even that in itself and having to cross a lot of roads crossing roads for some reason is like a weird thing with me I get a little bit stressed about the idea of crossing a road it's like a really simple basic act but I do not like it there's something about crossing roads that I really don't like if I'm on a road and I have to cross the road I have to cross it straight away I can't I can't walk up a pavement knowing that later on I'll be crossing this road I just have to get it out of the way like I really I really don't like doing things like that so sometimes just the idea of doing that and then having to be at work where you're around people, you're having to sort of socialise and mask. And also it might be quite stressful. There might be quite a lot of pressure put on you. And then for me, like, I've got to walk home again and deal with that. And then also, like, the the timings of everything. I need to make sure that I get my dinner on time so that I'm getting ready for bed on time so I can get to sleep on time so that I can have enough sleep that I can then wake up on time to get to work the next day and it's like this whole thing um that kind of is is why I find some days so stressful I mean I don't I don't really take days off and maybe I should maybe that's something that might benefit me not a regular thing but maybe because there are some days where I wake up and like it it's rare um, it probably wouldn't happen probably more often than like once every couple of months, maybe even less than that. But there are days where I just think I really don't want to face this today. But then I just do it as well, because the other thing that messes with me is the idea of not going to work. Well, then my whole routine is thrown off because I have a weekday routine. Mm. Um, and that in itself is kind of stressful to think, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do wonder about that because normally when I've got a day off, I've planned it. Yeah. Uh, but then if it's a random one where I wasn't expecting to be off, uh, I do find myself. Do you find a huge portion of the day just disappears to me trying to figure out what to do? Yeah. So I'm not really relaxing anyway, uh, and I'm not really, you know, taking the time because I thought I need a day to reset. Uh, I'm not actually doing that. I spend all my time thinking like, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Do I want to go here? Maybe I could do this. Is there enough time? You know, and then before I know it, it's been like three hours. And I just think like, well, I'm supposed to be relaxing here. And I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, uh, with forgetting to book holiday, I also forget to book holiday all the time, especially uh, where when I used to work with where you work now. I was always forgetting to book holiday then. I just didn't really think about it. And I think that's because the shift patterns were... You, it wasn't set days off every week. It was uh, random shift patterns. 
so I never really knew when I was going to be working so there was no real like monotony to it I suppose also if I needed a day off I could just book it off um as one of my days off that week so it's not like now sometimes I need a day off in the week and then I'll book that as holiday whereas then I would just book that as one of my days off um so I think it's it's interesting because I never really think like oh I need holiday or that will be good for me but then whenever I take it that's when I realize that I maybe needed it or I, I at least feel the benefits of it in a way that I never think I will it's always kind of unexpected to me how much I, I feel like yeah I needed that holiday yeah I never feel um like exhausted or yeah you know like other people I suppose uh, a lot of neurotypical typical people I know are like really in touch with their um do you know like they know when they need to take time off uh, yeah. they know when they like they're always like oh I could do with a holiday or looking forward to my holiday and that kind of thing I'm the same I don't think I need time off in fact sometimes when I book like a week off or two weeks off work I start thinking like oh like should I take time off you know what's going to happen will that be too much of a stress for me you know uh, what am I going to do with myself? Will the place cope without me being there? Yeah. You know, I get all like weird like that. And it isn't till like the second, third day of me being off that I feel like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't. Uh, I should have taken this time off. Yeah. Like I feel a, a feeling of this was a good idea. And then, you know, like uh, I start going the other way where it gets to the end of my time off and I'm not ready to go back yet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to go back because I've realized that I should have taken time off. And, but I can never stay with that feeling. Like, that's that's something I always have problems with in general, is staying with the feeling of something or remembering the feeling of something. Uh, so, like, I always try and, when I'm on holiday or I've got time off, I think about, like, how it feels to be off. Yeah. And then I'm trying to, like, tell myself, remember this, because, you know, you'll this is good. You know, you should remember what this feels like because uh, when it comes to booking time off again, you'll think, well, yeah, I should do that because uh, I remember how it was. But then I can't and then I forget to book time off and I just go through the same cycle again. And then <laughs> next time I've got a week off, I'm just like, wow, this is great. Try and remember what this feels like so you can remember to book time off again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, it goes on and on and on. But like, I always, like a lot of people take holiday because they want to, go and see stuff or like they want to go to other countries or they want to travel or they want to experience things whereas I always feel like I take time off just so I can take time off from the NT world yeah take a week or two off from the NT world and that's where these like autism days are useful uh it's just I need an extra 24 hours away from everything just to I'm not ready yet uh and some most of the time it does happen the day after my two days off from work, you know, I'm on my second day off from work and I'm thinking, like, I could do with another day, really. Yeah. Um, but then I just think, is it because I can't be bothered because I'm lazy and I don't want to go to work? Or is it really something else? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I know we were we were talking about sort of taking time off your autism, but I think the the most interesting thing about that, for for me at least, and I, I can't speak for anybody else, I suppose, but... If I were to take a day off because of my autism, it wouldn't be a day that I then spend, you know, kind of having a jolly. It wouldn't be that I would be having a, a great time on that time off. It really would be because I'm struggling and I'd be, I suppose, in my flat struggling for, for most of the day. I think 
all taking the time off work would do would just relieve an extra bit of pressure of having to to go to work and conform in a certain way but it wouldn't make everything better and I wouldn't then spend the day you know just relaxed I'd spend the day probably still a little bit stressed and there would be a part of me that would also be a little bit stressed about the fact that I'd taken a day off work um so it's it's a difficult balance because I think I can take the day off and I'll relieve that pressure of having to mask and and do all the things that I'm expected to do but then I'm also going to worry and feel bad about the fact that I've taken a day off because I almost feel like it's not justified and it's wrong for me to do so and my routine I suppose is going to be a little bit thrown off or I could I guess suck it up and, and push through and go to work and then when I'm there see if I'm all right because sometimes for me I do feel like I can't go in and then once I'm there I feel okay because I've got there it's almost like once I'm in it muscle memory kicks in and I just go about my day as usual do you find that no, no no on days where i think i shouldn't have gone in i spend all my time thinking i shouldn't be here uh, uh, and i just want it to be over right uh, but then there's days where but then obviously the, the same happens if i stay at home if i stay at home i think i should have gone in and i'm not really that bad and i convince myself that my mental state isn't that bad uh, and i'm not feeling that like autistic today as i thought i was and maybe i shouldn't have used it and maybe i should have gone in but then on the days where I think I shouldn't go in and I have gone in, I spend all my time there thinking I shouldn't be here. This is hideous. Everything seems more tedious. Time seems to move like really slowly. Uh, everything's irritating. And I think I shouldn't have come in. Why didn't I stay at home? So, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think for me, um, one of the the biggest differences potentially between me and you is one of the things that really causes my burgers the most stress is work and it's not to say that it's because of the the nature of my job because it's not it's wherever I work that's the thing that I suppose causes me the most stress because I put really high expectations of, on myself and I really want to do a good job and then if there's ever any time where I'm unsure about something I've done at work or I'm worried that I've done something wrong or I have done something wrong that's what really gets me down whereas in my life outside of work I don't really think there's much like that for me do you know what I mean yeah like work is probably the thing that would cause me to feel that way so I usually don't know that I'm having a bad day until I get to work and then find out I've done something wrong mm. that to me is worse I don't often wake up feeling bad yeah i mean like i said though when i take time off i uh i can't remember what it was like to be off yeah um the thing is when i feel bad about something i can remember what that was like so uh the thing is with me is say like when i'm off and i'm off work and i can remember that you know i'm like i'm feeling like relaxed and this is actually all right and i like this and then when I'm at work and I'm feeling stressed and like, or when I'm out, I, for some reason at that point can think, well, do you remember when you were at home doing nothing? Yeah. You were all right then. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me that, do you mean, it's one of those things that reminds me that I'm not 
like everyone else in that sense you know the things where you know those of you that aren't diagnosed or are autistic but you know you know you are you haven't been told this is one of those things that makes you realize you're different is you you know you when you're doing nothing at home like when i'm doing nothing at home i feel relaxed and feel calm and feel okay and then when i'm out in the nd world i obviously feel stressed and like like i don't want to be there and more agitated and like i can sense that my anxiety is like building uh and then i think well it wasn't like this when i was back home so i just think like oh if only i was back home this would be better and obviously everybody feels some level to that i know there's loads of people that have jobs they don't like and obviously when they're doing their job they just think oh when's it over like when's the day over so i can go home you know i mean like there's loads of people i work with that are just like only two hours to go and then i'm out of here like they do that all the time but for me, there's a genuine, like, sometimes like an urge of, I can't do another 10 minutes. Yeah. I need to go. Uh, and I get that sometimes. So, you know, and I think this is one of those days where I shouldn't have come in because it doesn't it doesn't happen to me all the time. It's not like every time I'm there, I'm just thinking I don't want to be here. Sometimes I don't even notice I'm at work. Sometimes I don't recognize that I'm not where I normally am or where I'm most comfortable. Uh, but then there's times where it's really obvious that being out is hard work. And there are the times where I just think maybe I should have stayed at home. But I didn't know that until I'm there. And it was just the comparison of what I'm normally like to what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It's interesting. It, it's this weird stigma, isn't it? It's just a stigma. I, there's something, for some reason calling someone up and saying I don't think I can come in today I've got food poisoning it feels fine and illegitimate but there's something that feels illegitimate about calling up and saying I've got autism that I have all the time but today I'm struggling yeah it's weird with me I don't mind telling people that I'm autistic yeah if the thing reason I'm telling them is for a positive reason so you know like if I'm saying to someone I'm autistic and that's why I can do this or I'm autistic and that's why I'm coping. You know, like in comparisons when people have said, well, you know, my, I don't know, brother's autistic and he can't do this. I always like, there are the times I might mention it and be like, well, I'm autistic and I can do that. So, yeah. you know, don't don't just assume that because someone's autistic, they can't do something. That's, you know, your brother's particular type of autism. Yeah. Or I'll bring it up in a sense of, you know, I went to uni and I'm autistic or, you know, I've got a job and I'm autistic. You know, I'll, I don't mind bringing it up then. But when my autism has to be brought up because something's happening that's, I suppose, going to be seen in a weak kind of way or, you know, different and different, what I would consider different in a bad way. Like I need the day off work because my autism is, you know, bad today. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you're always autistic, obviously, but as we're talking about, you get just days where it's stronger or feel stronger. I guess you can't get days where it's stronger and weaker. It's the same all the time. I guess there's just depending on the circumstance and, you know, how your routine's going, how your coping mechanisms are going, you know, all that kind of stuff, your structure. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it's more present than sometimes you don't even notice it's there. Yeah. And then if I've got to say, sorry, I've done this or I can't come in today because of my autism, I, yeah, I'm always a bit, like, hesitant to say it because I do feel like I'm saying, like, you know, I'm inferior yeah. Uh, because of my autism. I can't just come to work and have a normal day because of my autism. Like, it, it kind of, for me, feels a bit odd. And then, obviously, so you try and not go along with that. And you try not to admit that you did it. 
Yeah, I um, get, yeah. Just because you don't want people looking at you differently uh, or thinking, oh, I see. That's how autism is, you know. Um, I'd rather that they see it in a more positive way, you know, like this this podcast in general is is to sort of say that we're not weaker. I know it's classed as a disability and I know that, you know, it's technically called ASD, which is a twisted spectrum disorder. Yeah, and there are struggles that come with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, neurotypical people have struggles all the time. It's just yeah. our ones are usually over stuff that, because it's different, I mean, it, I guess it makes sense, because neurotypical people have struggles too, but a lot of them have struggles over the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'd all find it hard. I guess that's yeah. why they can empathise and sympathise, in a sense, with each other, because they're just like, yeah, that's like an NT struggle. That's an NT, like, difficult thing to get through. I totally understand. We've all been there. You know, people say that. But I suppose when you're autistic, your struggles and your, you know, hard times are for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then you can't really say that to a neurotypical person, you know, I'm struggling with this. Because for them, they're just like, why would you struggle with that? In the same yeah. way that they struggle with stuff that I think, why is that a problem? Yeah, and I guess it's the the measure. Because to, uh, I think for... Um, say a, a neurotypical person goes through something that is sort of known to be a very difficult thing, say it is, for example, going through uh, a breakup of a long-term partner that they potentially lived with or even a divorce where they, they were married or something, that's obviously quite a, a big thing, especially for, for neurotypical people. And it's not that that isn't a big thing for everyone on the spectrum, but for some people on the spectrum, a divorce or a breakup is not an emotional hardship. Um, like I say, not everyone, but for, for you, for example, when you you and Emily broke up, that was a, a five-year relationship when you lived together and, you know, you had, you had all your animals together. Your lives were very intertwined and then you broke up. And for, for Emily, that was a very big deal and it's not that it wasn't a big deal for you but it wasn't an emotional hardship you you were you coped with it um so for for a lot of people that's really bad but then for example you have almost like an emotional struggle sometimes with um making a decision on <laughs> what i mean what smartwatch to buy <laughs> for example can yeah. be quite a, a challenging thing for you in that it take it consumes you it will be all consuming in a way that for nt people sometimes a breakup will be but it's almost like you're not you're not i suppose allowed to compare there's if someone goes oh i'm having a really hard time i'm going through this this breakup you can't go oh yeah don't worry, i'm having a hard time too i'm trying to pick this smartwatch and oh, it's, it's a nightmare you can't do that but then it's because because that's almost it's almost like offensive to compare your struggle to that because that seems so much of such a greater magnitude. But then equally, it's almost like, well, can't we balance it out? Because I actually don't get like that about about breakups. So can I can I let my struggle be this thing that you think is really insignificant? I, I'll let you your struggle be this thing that I would consider more insignificant. But can't we balance it out like we're, we're all allowed to struggle? But is this making sense? Like sometimes when you're on the spectrum, it's almost like you're not allowed to have the struggles of things because they're seen as minor in comparison to the bigger things, even if you don't necessarily struggle with the bigger things as much. 
Yeah, like if I was to ring in work and say, I'm not coming in today because me and my girlfriend broke up, that's fine. Yeah. If I say I'm not coming in work today because I have ripped the back of my cycling jacket and uh, I've broken part of this. And then I also went to have my breakfast and uh, I forgot to buy more of these ingredients. Yeah. Uh, and also I, uh, do you know what I mean? Like just some other thing that's, we could see that. I was like, and all these things have happened and now I'm too stressed. And so I can't come in because I physically now don't know how to leave the flat. Yeah. Because I need all these things to be in place for me to follow my routine through. Yeah. And leave. Do you know what I mean? But you're expected, it's, it's considered the same thing. But I would consider that just as bad as, uh, you know, some other things that people have, you know, not gone into work for. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make any sense. And it seems weird and people don't really understand it and think that's an odd thing to not come into work for. So I just tend to either make something up that I think is more of a neurotypical reason not to come in. Or I'll just say, look, my autism is causing me some serious like grief today and uh, I, I just, I don't, I won't be able to come in today. Yeah. Um, and then do it that way. But then I always feel like that's too vague. So that's a cop out, I suppose. And the person that I'm telling just thinks that's just vague and you're just using your autism as a wig because you can't be bothered to come to work. That's what I think they're thinking. Uh, but then equally, I think if I explained it out loud to them, I'd be worried that they know too much about the inner workings of my own autism. Yeah. And it makes it seem like I'm a lot more fragile than <laughs> I appear. Jeremy, if I tell them these are the reasons I'm not coming in because this chain of events has made it so I can't go outside now, it makes them think you normally look so together and like so with it and organised. Something like that stops you from coming in. I do worry if it makes me seem a bit like nuts, you know, yeah. because of a trigger of or... events did stuff. And like... Or weak, you're right. There yeah. is a, a fear of, of weakness, of seeming like... Cause, because even though I would say we, we both manage our own autism very well, there are times where you, you can't. You can't always manage your emotions to, to the T or to, you know, perfectly. And it does almost feel a little bit weak. I mean, it's a general thing. I don't... Not just autism, just in general. Mental health is almost this thing that is considered weaker if you if your brain isn't doing what you want it to do and you're not feeling that sort of mentally stable that is almost like a, a weakness where whereas the physical weaknesses aren't seen that way you know like it, it, it's almost seen like well you can't help it if you get a cold but you can sort of you should be able to to tell yourself you know mentally to get it together when? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, if you break your leg, yeah. you obviously can't uh, run for a bit. Yeah. Like, that makes perfect sense to anyone that you explain it to. Whereas, I guess, with mental health stuff, it's it's a lot more complex. It's not as straightforward of the leg in my bone is broken, which means I won't be running for the next, like, four months, five months, you know? Yeah, it's like... Um, oh, sorry. No, yeah, like, that makes total sense. And, like, oh, I've got a cold, so I standing up and getting out of bed makes me feel rough. Also... Perfect sense. But yeah, I can't come in because um, I need, you know, this is bothering me. I've got really bad anxiety and this is causing me worry. Obviously, the person you're talking to, especially if they're not autistic, um, they can't really empathise with you yeah. as an, you know, they can, they can go off, I suppose, people they know 
that have got autism, but you know, once again, because autism's like uniqueness in general, you can't really have a comparison. So I always feel weird trying to explain to a neurotypical person in general, you know, what's going on with my autism because yeah. I know that they can't empathize with me anyway. So I feel like there's no point going into the detail because you have to explain a lot, I suppose. If you can't empathize with someone, like, you know, there's times where I can't empathize with people where everybody else is empathizing, no problem. I'd have to have them explain it to me in detail, you know, like why they're so upset or why it's bothering them and go through like the background information and, you know, the backstory of the whole thing just so I can grasp it. And you don't have to do that in a like a quick five, ten minute phone call to yeah. your boss if I'm not coming in. I'm not coming in because of this. And the reason that this works is because I have issues with this and the issues of this came through because initially it started like this and now I can't do this anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's so complicated that they're never gonna empathize with it anyway. And because I know they don't get it, I personally start thinking about what they're actually thinking about me now. Yeah, so do I. Especially because I think also with me, like like I said, there are times where people are reacting to um, an emotional situation where they're acting very upset or very just concerned and bothered and affected by something emotionally that wouldn't bother or affect me and I can't understand it. So I always think, well, if someone called in and said that they couldn't come in today because of this emotional reason I would think why can't you come in because of that because I don't understand so then I think surely they're going to do the same thing if I call in because I can't come in for a reason that they don't understand and I think I mean a lot of people are very understanding and like you said nowadays it's becoming so much more um the world is becoming more accepting and I mean we're we're fortunate where where we are in the UK it is definitely becoming a a much more um understanding place for things like mental health there's been such a big focus and and pull towards it in the past I mean really in the past year has been a real breakthrough I think for mental health being recognized as a as a thing and and being starting to to take it seriously but it's still I don't know also you know I don't I don't want it to to I I don't want to get too comfortable in it that I start always thinking like I can't do this because sometimes sometimes going to work does help me and I know that so sometimes I do need to push myself to to just go about things and, and go about my day as I normally would and that helps to put me in the right mindset it's just it's it's weird it's knowing it's knowing when that will help and knowing when it won't because sometimes it won't sometimes I can't get my my head together and it makes it worse but sometimes it will yeah 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 I don't know and like I say you're you're different you uh I mean we we both have the thing where I don't want to do something and I really don't want to do it and then once I'm doing it, I'm fine. Yeah. But uh, it's not with the same stuff as you. But yeah, you have the opinion of, I don't want to go to this and this isn't right and I shouldn't do this. And then once you're doing it, you're just like, oh, actually, this isn't so bad. Uh, whereas 
I kind of know, but I don't know if it's like a, you know, like a, what's it called? Self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Where I know I won't like something and I know I'm going to have a bad day if I go to it. Uh, so that when I get there, I kind of, I'm in that mindset and then I'm having a bad time. I don't want to be there because that's the frame of mind I had when I went to it. There, I mean, that might have something to do with it. I think with you as well, you're not a big um, compromiser, I suppose. No. No. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't compromise. It's, it's one of those things. Uh, I would say that, like, in relationships I've been in, uh, it's always been a, a factor that's come up in it, is that I am not willing to compromise and I don't, like, negotiate or... Uh, I don't know. I guess it's seen as stubborn, but it is it is what it is. I struggle to make decisions all the time and decide. So I always feel like once I've made one, uh, I can't differ from it because it was such a hard time making it that I then can't, when people go, yeah, okay, I get that that's what you want to do or I get that's what you think we should be doing today. However, what about this? What about that? I can't consider what other people want to do. Because the decision of me making it in the first place was difficult. Yeah. Therefore, trying to get me to change it now is... It's not that I am like need to have it my way or that kind of thing. It's just I've taken so long understanding that this is how I want to do it. That, you know, now you're saying, well, yeah, but what about this way? I just think, like, no, like, I've just, I've just spent ages trying to get myself into this frame of mind... I can't now go back on that just because you want something out of this as well, you know? Yeah, I think that's the... Because I, I think you... I mean, you're, you're not good at compromising. You, you, like you say, you, you don't compromise um, at all. You have um, sort of your, your attitude towards things a lot of the time is, well, that's the way I am, so that's it. Um, you, you know, that's it. But I think maybe you have that attitude with yourself as well. Yeah. So so that's why sometimes if you go to a thing, you've already decided you're not going to like it. You're not going to compromise or make the effort to try to enjoy it because you've already decided that it's going to be that way. And perhaps that's why it yeah. doesn't change. I mean, most of the time I just let other people make decisions for me or make the decisions because uh, that's easier. And then... I don't have to like set in stone what we're doing. If somebody else made the decision, like I can compromise as much as you want uh, because it was your idea. Yep, yeah, I I actually wasn't thinking with making decisions. I, I think know, but you're different. no, but what I'm saying that's that's how it works. Yeah. So, um, but then if I've decided on something, yeah, then I won't compromise because it was hard enough inside. So if I've decided that that is the way I am, or I've decided that this is how I think, yeah, uh, I can't then have my mind changed on that because I spend my whole time assessing what I do and assessing my home behavior and, you know, assessing everything I do and everything I decide to do that I struggle to try and work out what I am. Like, yeah. even with my burger traits, really, like I always say I know what they are and I explain what they are. But before I decided that was my trait, I spend ages thinking like, but do I do this or don't I do that? Or maybe I am like this other burger that I've seen or maybe I'm not. Yeah. And then when I think I know, then that's it. That's yeah. where I am now. And if someone tries to explain to me or tries to talk me around in my head, if I've made the decision that I can't change my mind on this, 
then when someone asks me to change my mind on this, I just think, no, I can't do that. Yeah. It's the same if I decide I don't like someone. You know, if I don't like someone, I don't like them. If I've made the decision that I don't like them, then I don't like them. And it doesn't matter what anybody says or thinks I should do or, you know, wants me to bury the hatchet or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. No, I've decided I don't like them and there's nothing that's going to change my mind on that. Yeah. And that's just how I am with everything. So, yeah, it, it makes sense for me that I don't compromise because uh, actually finally deciding on something and being 100%... I mean, I'm never 100% on anything, but do you know what I mean? Like, once I've decided, then I have to stick with that because I have no, like, gut feeling or um, natural, like, inclination towards anything. So yeah. I have to, like, look at the facts, weigh it up, and then just kind of go, okay, this is it. Yeah. Uh and then that means that I can't, I can't move on that. And it is like if I've decided not to do something, then I'm not doing it. It doesn't matter what people say to me. Um, I've decided now, so that's that. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is that is very you. Whereas, yeah, you can be persuaded. You know, if someone's got a good case against the thing you want to do, you're all open to it and just sort of go, yeah, that makes sense. Whereas for me, I'm a bit more like, I see what you're saying, but no. Yeah, I mean, I'll go into a situation with, I guess, more of a um, an open mind. Like, I can go to something that I don't want to go to or that I'm not looking forward to, but still try to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas I, if I do somehow manage to go to something that I don't want to go to and I'm made to go to it, uh, I will spend the whole time not enjoying it. And sometimes, and it does sound petty when I say this, I'll try and make it so other people don't enjoy it either. So they yeah. all realise that they made the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so you. I don't, I don't mean to do it. It sounds like sport bratty. And I imagine it looks like I'm spoiled and like being a baby. But uh, for some reason in my head... I just feel like everybody should have realised that this was a stupid idea and they're still not realising it once we're there. So I then try and make people realise it by behaving a certain way. Um, but then sometimes I start enjoying it and then try and pretend like I hadn't behaved a certain way to start off with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's interesting. We might have to do something about that sort of mentality because that's definitely something that... We, we both sort of deal with in our own way. Well, that's that's it. That's the end of the episode. I didn't even have time to talk about my crazy burger ways on Friday, uh, which uh, was what you wanted to talk I about. I mean, it w- yeah, it was to do with the smartwatch. I've yeah. sort, I sort of roughly brought it up, but the, the lengths that Nikki went to, to to get the correct smartwatch were ridiculous. I mean, it, it involved three different towns in one day which in itself is is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know it's it is it is something that I like is is fully like sometimes I do have stuff and like that is like clearly autistic and you try and tell yourself stop being such a burger about this. It doesn't matter. You know, just let it go. Mm. It doesn't matter. And the amount of times I said that to myself on Friday was insane. I just said, who cares? doesn't matter. Who cares? Just stop. It doesn't matter. But then, like, everything, every thought I had was the same thing repeatedly over and over again. I suppose, like, a quick gist of this story, uh, and I'll yeah. go through it really quickly, is I wanted a certain type of smartwatch. I'd read an article that apparently it's good for autism. 
I noticed because we talked about it a couple of episodes that it was tracking my sleep and I could see where I was waking up and I could see like my heart rate at certain points in the day was at a certain thing. And it's helped me pinpoint where my like anxiety things are in a day because it, it shows me like my spikes in my heart rate for no mm. reason uh, and on what times I'm sleeping less and sleeping more. And then I can work out what's bothering me, what's not bothering me. And I found it's a good way to kind of like roughly map like my traits. Yeah. So I wanted one. I didn't want an expensive one. I, uh, I'm not after like one of the ones that like, you know, can tell you like your calendar dates and all that stuff. I just wanted a, one with a heart rate uh, and one that tracks your sleep really and can, I suppose, tell the time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a run cycle, that kind of thing. Stuff that can record that just because, you know, we've got like a marathon coming up and I wanted to see like progress. So I got it. I ordered it. It turned up. I was fine with it. It showed up. I really wanted this particular model. Uh, but then about half an hour into using it it just stopped working uh the battery showed that it was having a disconnection problem and i realized it was faulty so i returned it but because i got it in my head that i was going to have one that day and then for the weekend i'd have it and i want that specific one i needed it that day i then decided i need another one i need another one now and like i was at work it was like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> i was working till four so you know i've got another six hours before i can leave um there was two more, one in one store and one bit of in a town and then one in another town somewhere else. And I started having like these thoughts of I need it now. What am I going to do? How do I leave the store now to go get it? I didn't think like just get it after work or, you know, get it so at the weekend. You know, it'll still be there. Uh, I'd been checking the stock levels of these two stores. They'd had them in their store for like weeks. So it'd be unlikely for them to go. But I was just thinking like I need to leave. I need to leave. I started thinking about faking an illness to leave. I started thinking about like pretending I've hurt myself and have to go home. Yeah. Like I was having these thoughts and I thought, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? It's just a thing. Do you mean like the company that was selling this watch had loads of them? Um, so I could have just ordered another one off their website and it would have just come, you know, in a couple of days anyway. But I just thought three of their actual physical stores have them in stock now so I could just go to them. Um, so I, you know, I thought on my lunch break, I've got an hour. I can probably cycle to the store get it and then you know i was gonna then pick up the drop my bike off pick up the car and drive back to work i was trying to work out realistically could i do that inside an hour um and then i thought that's nuts that's nuts like you know i mean i'm gonna be quickly trying to get dressed into my cycling stuff Mm. cycling for 15 minutes yeah getting out of my cycling stuff getting into some regular clothes running to the shop buying it running back to the flat picking the car up, driving that to work, which is like a 10 minute drive. I just thought that is is not possible and I'll be stressed because I'll be like running around like a maniac. So I just thought, ring the store, get them to hold it, go after work. But then I couldn't wait till like four o'clock. I couldn't wait till four o'clock. So I just decided to not take a lunch and leave an hour early because I figured that might be better for me just to leave an hour early. So, you know, I left an hour early. I go to the store that's got it. I get it and it's got like a tiny scratch on the screen and this is the point where I was just like just ignore it yeah just ignore it it doesn't matter let it go it's a tiny scratch who cares about a tiny scratch like it doesn't matter but I couldn't let it go I kept looking at it like every shop I went into I was looking at it I kept staring at it I got back to the flat I was looking at it in the light I just kept saying stop looking at it in certain lights you couldn't see it anyway just like just ignore it just ignore it just ignore it but then I started like investigating it like magnifying glass really staring at it and I noticed a tiny other one on the other side and I was like no I can't wear it it's tainted I can't wear it 
I literally can't put this watch on. So I just thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was going to meet you at like half five. It was like half four. Yeah. I thought, what am I going to do? And I thought, I need to return this watch, but I can't go back to the shop I've been to. Because when they said, do you want to have a look at it? I went, now it'll be fine. I didn't want to go back and be like, actually, I've looked at it now. Uh, I'm not happy with it. I didn't want to be one, because it's hard, you know, if you're on the spectrum, returning stuff in general is really stressful. So I just thought, I know, I'll go to another shop. So I drove to a different shop to return it and just said, I bought this, you know, it's the wrong one. Can I have a refund? They gave me a refund. I then, this store didn't have one. So then I drove to another store, a different one again, which was the second store that had it. I wanted to look at it this time. I thought, check it out first. Just look at it. Don't just buy it because then you won't be able to return this one because that'll be the third one. And it, it's too weird for me. I think people will notice that I'm being odd uh, and that I'm a bit of like, maybe they'll think I've got OCD or something. I started like freaking out. So he showed me it and I didn't like it. It had weird marks on it, like water spots and like weird <laughs> scratches that I didn't understand why they were there because it was like a brand new watch. This is my favourite part to the story. So, you did here. so the guy was like, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Can you just hold it to one side? I was just like, I just want to have a look around at some other things you've got in the shop. I might buy something else with it. And he was like, yeah, I'll put it to one side. I pretend like I'm going to go look at something and I just run out the shop, like full on drop. I picked up like, I can't remember what I picked up. But I dropped it on the floor and just ran out the store, like as fast as I could. I then ran back to the car, which I'd paid parking for. So I'd driven somewhere and paid parking to park somewhere. Like, so that's like money I've wasted parking. Then I drove all the way back to the flat and I still had like 20 minutes to come and see you. But I just thought, I'll, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I just like quickly got like out of my stuff, like got into like my walking like coat and stuff and just tried to get to you as fast as I can. And then tried to pretend like I hadn't just spent, I spent essentially two hours just burgering myself out of my mind over this watch. And I haven't got one now. Uh, I haven't got one. I bought another one off the website. It'll turn up at some point. If I did wear one, I think my heart rate, if I'd ever tracked that for the day, I think it would have been mental. Yeah. Um, and it's stuff like that, which is what I'm talking about, like knock-on effects that can just make you need a day off. It's just when stuff like that happens. Yeah. And that's like a small thing for me, but it was like from 10 o'clock in the morning till essentially when I met you at half five, it was like seven and a half hours of just the same thought over and over again. And because it was like a, a smartwatch, um, anybody that came into the store while I was working that was wearing one, I started looking at theirs and just been like, what they've got, what, which one have they got? Have they got the same one as me? Like, I wonder if they've got any problems with it and that kind of thing. Um, I'm doing a similar thing at the moment. I've just got a new pair of glasses. Uh, and this is something that I've had a thought of. The arm hooks that go behind your ear, I've noticed that some people's are slightly longer. So like, I mean, I'm showing you. They go to like here. Yeah. And mine look like they hook on my ear here. Whereas for some people, it goes all the way back. So the hook's here and goes behind their ear. Yeah. So it makes me think the arms on these glasses are too short. No, and I... she checked them in the store. I know she, she did. They were the perfect length. I know. I know. And maybe the other people wear them that are too long. But when we were in the coffee shop, uh, when I was getting a coffee, the guy next to me had ones that were slightly longer. And the black pair I've got of these, the arms are slightly longer as well. So now I'm watching telly and everybody <laughs> wearing glasses and waiting for them to turn their head to see how long the arms on their glasses are and everybody and everybody I'm bumping into that's wearing glasses and trying to see how long their arms are but like obviously for a lot of like people with long hair you can't see where the arms are uh, so I'm looking for people with like shaved heads or short hair to wear well, glasses mine are but, like that look no yours go right behind your ear yours go right behind your I know ear. I know but it, it, it's just if I look in the mirror <laughs> like the, the hooks I can see the hook it doesn't matter 
let's just end this episode. Like everyone listening to this doesn't need to doesn't need to hear this rant. You know, this is like ten, we're going to end it like ten minutes ago. Like I'm just pouring like my like burger waffle into the phone right now. Okay, so let's. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, like I say, thank you again for anybody that's had to download a new app to listen to us. Uh, really appreciate it. If you are still wanting to prefer it to get on Apple Podcasts, just fill out the support forms if you can, and I will try my best to get it fixed. Uh, like I say, at the moment, it's it's a bit of a back and forth, but eventually I'm sure it'll be working. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. All the new listeners that are coming, that are following us now, thank you so much, like all the new people. The people that have been listening to us since the start, also thank you. Just everybody that's you like listen to us is, is great. It's going really well. Uh, I always thought by now we'd have like, you know, I mean, like people would have just stopped, but we're growing all the time, which is uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Bye.